There we go. Here we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you well. Beautiful. I hear you too, bro. I see nice. you looking nice and sunny Perfect. down there. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Excellent. We have arrived in Florida, my man Stye. Now, I say my man Stye because that's how I've been reading it all these years, right? And then I look back on your owner's box thread and I see you sound it out. You give the mm -hmm. phonetic spelling of Stelianos, yes? Yes, yeah, you're right, Stelianos. Stelianos. <laughs> that blew my mind, bro. I was like, yeah. I, I was like in my head, I was I was thinking of you as Sty all these years. And if it's if if it's mm -hmm. if it's if STY is like Ste, I'm like, bro, steel. Yeah. That's that's the nickname, Steel. <laughs> There you go. I like that. I like that. Steel. But then I noticed also that Stephanie calls you, like, refers to you as what? Stelio on the, when she posts? Stelios, yeah, which is, uh, it's a, the shortened version of Stelianos for Greek, uh -huh. which okay. is what my, uh, my mom and family calls me, which is Stelios. Is that like, um, is that like fucking Jim or Bob for like, exactly. for like Greeks? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just yeah. the, uh, the short, uh, you know, version or the nickname i guess you can call yeah, it. yeah that's awesome man <laughs> that's great all right but that was very insightful for me but if i if i struggle to to go with i, I may just think of it as sty still for a while but, I, yeah. but it's good to yeah. know it's good to know um okay <laughs> so uh you uh we are arrived in your neck of the woods Tappan springs florida Yes. yes. Tell us about yeah. tell us about Topping Springs, man. I know it's near Tampa, but I don't know a lot else other than other than that about it. Tell us about it. Okay. Yeah. So Tarpon Springs, uh, it's a uh, Greek community. Um, it's a uh, a place that has uh, a rich history of uh, people from, especially people from a, a place called Kalimnos in Greece. Uh, I've never been to it. It's a uh, island, a small island that they did a, a lot of sponge. The sponge industry was very uh, prominent. Uh, and when their industry died in Greece from over-sponging, I imagine, they, uh, they migrated to Key West and also Tarpon Springs. They were, uh, they were uh, fighting for that area as far as the sponge industry, which was very, very uh, lucrative at the time. Sponge boats and everything else. Um, and that's how uh, the big... Greek population, for the most part, happened or, uh, you know, it uh, took place in, in this area. So they have uh, the sister city of uh, Tarpon Springs is Kalimnos. Uh, my wife is uh, half Kalimian. Her dad is Kalimian, I believe. Um, and uh, Kalimnos is just a small island, like I said. My my family is not from Kalimnos. We're, uh, they're from another island called Chios, H-C-H. Uh, uh, H-I-O-S, which is also a place that I have not visited. Uh, I was born in Greece, but I, we stayed in the mainland. But uh, yes, yeah, so Tarpon Springs, uh, it, uh, it's, it's a beautiful coastal area. It has a lot of water, surrounded by water. It's, uh, it's uh, a nice, diverse population. It's, it, you know, it keeps on, uh, there's property values are skyrocketing. It's just it's yeah. a nice place. Awesome. So it is on the water, though. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Our uh, fire department has uh, two fire boats for it. Yeah, we, uh, we, oh, we wow. try to protect it as much as we can. We've had some bad boat fires. And, and yeah, I bet I'm sure. Over yeah. the years. Because you've been doing that how many years now? 
uh, you've been in the 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be 20. Man. It's I'm 24.6 or whatever. So it's going to be 25 in uh, this in December, actually. Yeah. Wow. That's so, uh, that's wild. All right. We'll talk about that uh, in a moment. I am uh, interested in. So how long did you live in Greece before you before you came over to the States? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the story with Greece is my parents, we live, I was born in Greece. I was born mm-hmm. in Athens, Greece. And we had, my dad was always in a lot of uh, real estate and just, uh, he was a chef. He was just very, very busy, always working. He would always uh, go back and forth for career opportunities between Greece and New York and, and here. Mm-hmm. So we were always moving. And um, so I was born in Greece, probably moved so many times. I couldn't even tell you when I was like two and five and six and just mm-hmm. kept on moving, which was not the best for my uh, education going from yeah. uh, school in Greece to, to the United States. So, yeah, I've been, uh, I, I moved permanently when I was in middle school. So around that time is when I, uh, we stopped moving all the time my dad was elderly quite a bit at that point and we just stayed here cool yeah awesome man all right so you did so you did you you did some formative years over there though huh yes yeah absolutely it was beautiful i i lived uh, a good portion of it also i lived in a place called marathon and uh that's where the uh first marathon was run that's where the persians attacked the the athenians uh on the port of or or on this the area of marathon and uh, that was the famous battle of Marathon where they used that tactical advantage to pull them in and, and attack them from all sides. Uh-huh. Um, uh, as a kid, I could care less. I just saw the little monuments and all the stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, but it, was, uh, it was a wonderful, beautiful place. Uh, really, Greece was fantastic. The, yeah. uh, we had a, a home um, over by the water, the uh, Aegean Sea. Yeah. The guys at work make fun of me when I say a GNC because they think it's the vitamin store, but I'm talking about the AGNC. So. <laughs> a GNC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we yeah. we had a <laughs> we had a, a, a home on the water, and it was just so completely beautiful. I mean, you mm. would wake up and could barely breathe because the air was so clean. You know, it was mm. the oxygen was so rich. And uh, it was really beautiful memories, really nice of Greece. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. How often do you get to go back there? Never, actually. Never? (laughs) Really never? No? No, no. I'm actually wanted uh, in Greece, uh, in a sense. My uh, parents decided to move to the United States, and there's a draft. Uh, It was taken away from me. I'm not a draft dodger, but because of my parents moving, I've gotten letters telling me that I need to serve for the Greek military. Really? So uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know how they found me, but I I wrote I talked to the guy actually. It was a phone call a couple of times, and I'm like, hey, listen, I I have a wife. I'm you know in my 40s. I really would love to visit, but I I and even serve, but I'm I have a career here. I can't just move. Right. They're like, well, if you give us uh, 10 years of your tax returns and and uh, a letter from your employer, you know, we can work out something they wanted money so wow. i decided you know just to not not go right pretty much yeah oh that's kind but, of a bummer uh, though man huh like you can't even go back to visit you know 
No, yeah, it's sad. I would love to take my wife there. She's just, uh, yeah. she's never been to Greece. So yeah. it would have been nice. Absolutely. Nice. Oh, that's too bad, man. I'm sorry about that. Um, but speaking of your wife, Stephanie, now I'm trying to do the math, bro, from from when you first started. But the last, from what I can tell, you guys have been married anywhere, somewhere between 27 and 29 years, yeah? 29, yeah. 29. We were married, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. So yeah. 29 years. Bro, this is where the math gets hazy for me. Does that mean you got married at like 18 or 19? Yeah, yeah. We were uh, high school sweethearts. Or, I say, uh, like, tell me that story, yeah. man. There's got to be a story yeah. right there. Yeah, that's actually a, it's a great story. Um, yeah. When uh, my, my older brother was yeah. uh, getting married, hmm. he married a, a girl from, uh, from Greece. They needed bridesmaids. We needed somebody to be a bridesmaid for the wedding. Yeah, and uh, we were freshly just came from Greece. We didn't know anybody, so yeah. at the time, my uh, my parents inquired from some of the people uh, in their religion uh, that they were in. Hey, do you know any young girls to be the flower girl? Um, mm -hmm. Because you know I was young, so they, we needed somebody to be the flower girl. I was mm -hmm. well, I had the rings, the ring bearer, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when Stephanie came into the picture. They uh, somebody said, "Yeah, you know, there's a nice family." Blah, blah, blah. So that's my first introduction to Stephanie. Um, we were both like five years old. So, uh, <laughs> so that, was, that was that. And then what happened is I went to Greece, um, stayed in Greece for many years, came back to the States. And in middle school, I saw her and I kind of was like, man, she looks so familiar. Yeah. So I went up to her. I said, do I know you from somewhere? You know, obviously this is kind of Greek and I was Greek. And uh, I put two and two together and realized that's who she was. And I brought a picture to school and I showed her the picture of her being a bridesmaid, me being a, a the ring bear in the wedding. So, uh, so we hit it off. We started talking in uh, middle school, uh, dated, you know, all through our high school years and uh, eventually got married. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's <laughs> really cool, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. like that, that, to start that young, like at such a young age, sure. and then to reconnect like that, like mm -hmm. what are the odds in, in so many in so many respects? And then to not only have it click and connect and work, but last yeah. twenty nine years—that's special, bro. Yeah. That's awesome. I tell, I tell you, it's been—it's just wonderful. It's just my soulmate. Uh, yeah. We're fr friends more than a married couple. I don't. Yeah. I don't consider myself a husband and wife relationship. It's more like a friendship, partnership, yeah. and. Uh, and it's good. It's uh, it's been wonderful. She's been uh, she's been by me. Uh, the one person in my life that's I can completely say is, is trustworthy and faithful. So yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Like if I was if I was if I was gonna give any, not that anyone's ever asked, but if I was gonna give any advice to any young person getting married, I would say like, it better be your best friend. Because if it's yeah. your best friend, your best friend will that works that lasts and lasts and lasts and lasts, and that you just right. keep building your friendship. You know what I mean? If it's not your best friend, yeah. then it's a it, that's that could be setting you up for something, you know, that that fizzles down the line. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, great, right. though. Yeah. I love that. You're that's right. awesome, that's bro. A good point. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that type of friendship, like you said, because yeah. friends always look out for one another. They yep. they give it a little bit, they take a little bit, but that's part of a friendship. So yeah, you're yep. right. It's, it's, it's important. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. So big part of who you are, 
is your career, man. You've had a, a, a quite a career. You're a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I would say, what channeled you there? What got you involved and in, in, interested and in, involved in, in being a firefighter? You know, it's funny. Um, I was, as I was growing up, I was always interested in uh, civil service. Um, mm-hmm. I was growing up in Greece. I would, um, like I told you, I, I, I lived by the water, by the Aegean Sea. Um, so, so I, um, I would always see, we had, a, it was a very mountainous, Mount Olympus, so you could see it, it was over by a marathon. So there was always brush fires or big forest fires. And, and by where we lived, you could see the planes go down and pick up the water. They used a plane called Canada Air, that mm-hmm. is a firefighting plane. Um, so man, they would be so low to the ground because they would make their descent to pick up the water and uh, dump it or wherever the fire was. And, uh, you know, it was, I would always be fascinated by that. I was like, man, that's so cool. Uh, you know, firefighting and, and, and saving animals, saving people, blah, blah. Mm. So the, as a young kid, I was always, I, I always appreciated the, the uniform. I appreciated police officer uniform, military. Mm-hmm. It was something that always drew me just to help people. I always wanted to do something to help people. And, you know, I guess as I was growing up, that's what I uh, aspired to do. Um, I, I, the problem was I got into a, a religion. Uh, my parents got into a religion that was, uh, very cult, cult-like, um, mm-hmm. that did not appreciate, uh, civil service. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, they were against, they felt the police officers were going to one day go to the kingdom hall, the churches yeah. and, uh, rile everybody up. And, you know, it's, it was part of Satan's system, a uh, long mm-hmm. story. And as I was in, got interested in high school to become a firefighter, I actually had to get approval from this elders in this church, wow. which were not very happy about it, uh, yeah. me becoming a firefighter, because they uh, believe that uh, anytime you're within the world, as they called it, you're going to be influenced by all these bad influences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very long story, but... Uh, as a young kid, I wanted to do good. I wanted to um, to do something for people, and that's kind of what I I, I ended up doing. So that's awesome, man. It's, yeah. it's very cool that you kind of you had some influences working against you, but you followed your your heart and like what you wanted to do, man. That's awesome. Yeah, very. I appreciate cool. it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah it was uh, not easy, but I'm a, I'm a very stubborn guy, and, yeah. and I, I always uh, whenever I put something that I want to do, I, I, I usually find a way to do it. So oh, that's that great. That's great. Well, I would say I'm going to ask you in a moment, I'm going to ask you if there's like a, a, a wild or a funny story about things you've seen over the years. Cause I'm sure you've seen a lot of crazy things over the years in your job. The, before I get to that though, I want to respectfully ask like you, because you see a lot of crazy shit in your job, there's got to be an emotional toll sometimes on that, yeah. Like, like, what's that like? Because you guys, you guys are exposed yeah. to things that that the average person just isn't. What's that like? You know, Shaq, it's funny. Um, I as I was uh, as I got into the field in '98, uh, mm-hmm. 1998, I was a young guy, green. I was just excited to be fighting fires, yeah. you know, rescuing people from vehicles. Uh, it was just so much fun, you know what I mean? You'd yeah. see things and. And you wouldn't care. You would just like right. to the next. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. 
you would be excited for the next call because what happens is uh, you don't have time to process in a sense. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going from one emergency to the next one, to the next one. And yeah. sometimes we'd stop and call the hospital and be like, Hey, how did this person uh, make it? Or, you know, how's, how's his condition? It's not that we didn't care or group callous, but it was just such a busy work. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Compartmentalize so, uh, a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, for a while I just, uh, Firefighters are very uh, alpha personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whether they're female, male, doesn't matter. We all, you know, we all store things inside, and we're alpha. We just do, do yeah. the job. You know, we um, we just uh, do what's needed. Uh, so yeah, it. Uh, you know, as I was, as I was going into the field, many many years, I just you know, I've I've seen a lot of crazy things, and sure. and. Um, and it, uh, I never realized how much it would have it affected me until later on in my career, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, which, at that point, I, I kind of almost uh, there was a point where I, I almost had a nervous breakdown type situation. Mm-hmm. At least I, I don't know if it is, but I, I saw it was like a tunneling type thing where you kind of like everything just feels like it's just bad, you know, like it, yeah. it just it was a weird situation. My wife was talking in the other room, and I was like, "Man, it's just like I felt the, like the world becoming smaller." And uh, that's when I realized that I needed to get some uh, help from somebody because it was just uh, yeah. life was catching up to me, I guess. Yeah, uh, the career and just. Uh, but yeah, no, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of crazy things. Um, the advice I do have for for some of the young, younger firefighters, we get a lot of younger firefighters. Right. Uh, I'm training in, on my shift, two of them right now. And uh, I always tell them, I'm like, hey, man, just take care of yourself now. Back then, we did not talk. Uh, firefighters did not sit there and say, I'm going through something or I'm having nightmares or, you know, I'm having a hard time. Yeah. You, you would, it just wasn't the type of um, job that you, you, you share that. You know, you didn't have people um, that actually were interested in talking about that. You just go drink, uh, you know, go to a bar, just you know, sleep it off and go to the next day and just do what you need to do. That's the field. Um, that's the early years of my career. Uh, a lot have changed since then, Shaq. It's been, a, it's, there's been a lot of progress made. Yeah. I do um, say, I know some, uh, some getting off the subject, but I know some people criticize the millennial generation or some of the new generations, yeah. but I give them credit. Um, some of this generation is really, know and are more uh mindful of of the mind of uh, uh mental health and I, I i think that's great that we're seeing that because back then you did not talk about stuff you just you right. just uh you know just dealt with it and uh, and yeah so i've seen some crazy i just to answer your question um yeah. my first week on the job um yeah. I, I had a call it was a semi, a big, big truck that uh, veered off the road. Some elderly person I found out went in front of the semi. He avoided hitting the elderly vehicle or the elderly person that was driving yeah. the vehicle, veered off, hit a big tree head on. Ooh. And he was pinned by the tree. Now, this is my first week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, man, this, so many people are responding. There's a fire danger there. And uh, my job was to grab the jaws of life, the big uh, spreaders that we use yeah. to uh, extricate the gentleman off the vehicle with assistance from other firefighters, obviously. And uh, 
so I'm extricating him and you know, you're just focused on the job. I'm, right. you know, I'm just, man, this is the first time I've used this. I did a great job. I pinched the metal. I pulled it apart. And here he comes out. The only thing that I wasn't expecting, I guess, is he came apart, but he, uh, part of his body was very mangled. Um, I don't want to get into too much detail, but pretty much um, he died in front of me. Uh, he, and, and the sad thing about that, Shaq, is, is I'll never forget this. And this was man in 98 but uh, there was a picture of his family beautiful family and it just fell right to the ground as as a, a, you know he was still talking to us but as as uh, as he w- were working him trying to give him oxygen trying to give him uh fluids to keep him alive as much as we can and it just fell right next to him it was like the almost like you can't make this stuff up you like you yeah. know it was just like his family it was right next to him but that was my first experience uh of I guess a traumatic experience, I guess you can say. Um, And uh, yeah, it's a career that uh, has a lot of moments like that, but there's also great moments too. um, Saving people, seeing them come back. Yeah. You know, we had a a lady that got hit by lightning and uh, this was a fun, well, not a funny story, but this was a good story. Um, This lady got hit, huge rainstorm, got hit by lightning almost killed her dog. She was holding her dog, a small dog. Uh, took her shoe. We found one shoe, like I forget how far it was, far away, the other shoe on the other side. Uh, we got there. She was not She was not breathing. She didn't have a pulse. Um, some people had brought her with their pickup truck to the entrance of this park. Yeah. And we started, uh, we put her on the machine, um, to, uh, shocked her in the middle of a lightning storm and brought her back and uh, got a pulse back. She left, not kidding you, in less than a week from the hospital with no debilitating injuries or anything like that. Wow. And, and so she made it. And the funny story about that is initially we got in trouble for, for using the monitor to shock somebody in the middle of a range you know a thunderstorm because you know you're not supposed to use electrical equipment there was some kind of rule that was changed immediately once the doctor found out what the outcome and what why we did it but initially we got called at what's called a uh uh it's the quality assurance kind of you know you called up to like say what what, why did you do this this was against protocol and then eventually we got ended up getting a purple award a purple qar they call it for uh, uh saving a life but this woman, man, she was she was dead, and uh, we brought her back. That's one one positive story. There's been a, yeah. quite a few. So. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, bro. Wow, that's yeah. that's, that's intense. Well, shout yeah. out to y'all for that, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, yeah. it, are there any funny? Are there any? I'm sure there are many stories on any given day. Are there any like funny wild stories that uh, oh, yeah, that over the years? Yeah, there's there's been a, a lot of funny ones. Um, there's been um, some weird ones. Uh, the, the, let me see. Uh, my first fire, I will tell you about my first fire. Not a, not a, too funny, but but I went to the fire. It was a, a huge uh, cement truck. I was mm-hmm. excited. Um, and it was completely fully involved. I went over to grab the, the door, and I, I got, got burned because mm-hmm. I completely forgot my gloves. The so, proby, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the funny one, here's a funny one, is we, uh, uh, Dennis Jennings, I, I, I will t- uh, tell you the name because uh, 
he recently he has passed away, but he was one of the greatest uh, leaders that I've had. He was a uh, shift commander at the time, which is similar to my position now. Okay. And uh, he was a practical joker. He was my first uh, uh, main, main officer. And uh, everybody knew that you don't mess with Dennis because, yeah. you know, he will get you back. He was always putting uh, hot sauce all over, uh, to- you know, like toilets and, and all kinds of things that will burn you on, on you know, handles yeah. to open a door. Uh, he shocked people. You know, he put get car batteries and put it on the door so you can shock people. He would do some crazy things. He was just funny guy. Yeah. Well, some of the guys, my first year, my first year I'm on probation, convinced me like, hey, man, Dennis is going to get you tonight. You got to get him before he gets you just so you can, he can respect you. So I'm like, yeah, no problem, no problem. So he's in his office, right? So we get a 10C syringe. It's a big syringe. And they put the special hot sauce, not the regular hot sauce, something homemade that was like, you know, some of these crazy whatever peppers that they had. And they're like, just put a little bit on his lip, you know, just put a little on his lip. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. You know, a little gullible, just like, you know, playing along with my crew. Um, so I go into his office and, and he's always sleeping. He's like, he has his head back and he's kind of sleeping. And I'm like, is he really sleeping or is he screwing with me? So I'm kind of like, you know, scared there. So as soon as I go to put the syringe and put a little bright just his, on his lips, so, you know, the toners go off, the, the sirens, the, the call. It was a cardiac arrest. But what happened is when that happened, I pressed the whole freaking thing. So I shoot him right down his throat with a syringe. Now, he cannot talk. He can barely, I mean, he was having a hard time breathing at that point. He was using can cleaners on his throat, on his mouth to try to ease the pain. So I'm like, I'm going to get fired. I I was like telling the the guys while we're responding to this cardiac arrest, I'm like, I'm getting fired. And they're like, yeah, you're pretty much getting fired. So, So the poor guy can't even talk. The driver's talking while we're responding to this cardiac arrest, um, he stays back. We do our thing. We, we help the person, uh, ended up actually saving the person's life. But, but I, the whole time I'm doing CPR, I'm doing stuff and I'm thinking, this is probably my last chance. I, I hope, I, I hope they'll accept me in my other job pretty much. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm done. The cool thing about it is he, he actually had to go to the hospital because he had, uh, like burns in his throat and it was really bad. But he uh, he ne- he didn't get me in trouble. He didn't even you know he just he didn't turn turn any paperwork in for me to get in trouble. Wow. But man, for a month I was sleeping on top of the fire truck because you know he would walk around with with uh, you know all kinds of stuff like I I saw him walking around to scare me with with uh, batteries. He was like this huge axe that he would bring, <laughs> brought from home just all these things just to scare me. And I would be on top of sleeping on top of the uh, actual truck in the hose bed yeah. just to kind of like, you know, see him trying to get me. Cause you know, he was like, I'm going to get you back. But, uh, but that was one of the cool things is he, uh, he, he, uh, he should, I could have easily gotten fired for that. That was something yeah. I didn't do on purpose, but right, I right. did. So, so that, that was a, it was a funny, uh, weird, weird that story. Another one real quick, Shaq. Yeah. Another one is they found out you never let them know um, what your fear is because I, 
That's yeah. one point at home. I'm afraid of spiders. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the same guys from that crew went and got all the spiders from the bay where we have the fire trucks, this big grandfather spiders, whatever they're called with the big legs. And a, a big container put them on my chest when I'm, I'm sleeping. So I'm see, I, I wake up and I see this huge group of spiders just, just going all over my body. Oh my so God. Needless to say, I was not very happy about yeah, that, I mean, but that's, that was the fire service. We, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's, I'm sure yeah. that's a good, I'm sure in some ways all, all the pranks are like, you know, just, just good, like distractions too. And, and, and just com camaraderie Absolutely. in their own way too. So that's awesome. You're right. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, what were you saying? It's true. And, and that's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a good point because that's, uh, one of the things you, you go through a lot of, uh, traumatic type of calls. And that's one mm -hmm. of the things we, we joke around sometimes where people might be like, man, that's a little too much, too intense, but that's how we are. We, we do mess around with one another. So right. it's just the fire service. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I think we've got some, we got some great stuff out of that. So I appreciate that, bro. Um, you jumped into roster wars. You're one of the originals. You're one of the 2012 originals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were, you started out as the let's see if I can pronounce because I remember this back in 2014. You were the Florida Catamorpha. Is it Catamorpha or Catamorpha? Yeah, yeah, Catamorpha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you were talking yeah, about when you were talking about the um the sponge boats, man, is there any connection? Because I always thought your logo looked kind of like a sponge, but it was algae, right? Uh -huh. Is that what the Catamorpha is? Yes. Yeah, uh, Catamorpha. I, I was uh, always one of my hobbies was uh, fish tanks. Yeah, and. Uh, and one good way to keep the fish tank perfectly pristine and clean is if you have a deep um, sand bed that is kind of muddy and then you put this ketomorpha, which is like you said, an algae on top. Yeah. It draws all the bad things like nitrates and everything from the tank itself. It feeds it. Mm. And you, you put a light on top of it. This thing grows like crazy. I would actually sell it to the fish store. Wow. And I, I had a beautiful setup. I had a really cool setup. My tank, the, what you actually saw was beautiful. And then underneath the tank was a, a sandy bottom with some worms in it and some catamorpha on top. And that's that's where I got the name from. So, it's about, it's got to be about the most unique team name I've ever <laughs> heard of anywhere. That's for sure, man. So shout out. Um, now yeah. you just changed it. Tell me about the, tell me about the, the, the name change. What brought that? Yeah, I, um, I wanted something. I talked to Andy, and I wanted something uh, that was obviously uh, resembled the fire service, and uh, mm -hmm. and he ended up making an awesome design with the Red Knights, yeah. Tarpon Springs Red Knights, which is uh, has a firefighter with the, the axe uh, mm -hmm. in, in the back, and and it was just an awesome design. Andy worked on it and kind of went with that. It was just you know I I like change, obviously. I, I, I I enjoy it. So it was kind of just a, a new colors and just a new uh, new process, new new team. So it's funny, man. You yeah. you say you say you like change. I hadn't even put it down in my notes, but you you took on a very big change this year. You were the yeah. the first one to take advantage of just like literally like flipping to the other mm -hmm. conference, right? And just taking on a whole new challenge. Was that what it was? Were you just kind of like hungry for some change, hungry for something different? I think so. Yeah. You know, Sha Shaq, I'll be honest. I, I'm not 
somebody that plays uh, fantasy football to win. I, mm. I can say that because that's not a good thing to say, but I uh, camaraderie. I love the uh, the uh, togetherness, the mm -hmm. just learning about the owners and, and competing. Sure. But uh, the biggest thing for me is just having fun and yeah. taking something and and making it better if yeah. I can, or or just changing the dynamic of the whole team. Um, I liked what I was doing with the uh, Red Knights in the DD conference. I, mm -hmm. I had a nice nucleus, yeah. uh, but I also was in a very difficult division with uh, three excellent owners uh, that, sure. that were just destroying me too. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? This is a great opportunity. Let me take over a team that has some glaring holes, but it's going to be new people. And, uh, and, and at the time there was some talk of TT needing a little bit of uh, a, a, a weird personality or something a little bit more, not, not the orthodox or the norm. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I can, I can maybe add a little bit of my trades and my spice into it. So I, I was like, I, I really want to do it, you know? So, well, you certainly are one of the, the great characters of the league, man. I mean, in a league full of characters, you're one of the one of the great <laughs> ones, bro. So I, I always I admire your like sense of humor and your vibe on everything. It's really refreshing. So I have a lot of respect for you, bro. Um, all right. So um, let's see. You in high school. So one of my things I always like to ask about as a high school teacher. Tell me about you in high school because I think we're around the same age. Yeah. Like when did you graduate, bro? I graduated in 93. Okay, there you go. That's, that's me as well. I'm going. To, I got my 30th high school reunion tomorrow. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, uh, high school was um, was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I I'll be honest with you. I uh, I wasn't challenged as much, but that wasn't the fault of my teachers. I uh, I was pretty. Uh, I I did well in school without studying or without applying myself. I guess. Yeah. Um, I actually made money in school doing some people's book reports which is not a something to be proud of but but i i uh, i didn't take it as seriously as i could have yeah. um and i regret that because i i could have done better in school i um i was uh at the time i i just spent uh i was like i told you i was more interested in the civil service type field i kind of wasn't mm -hmm. interested in in becoming anything besides just police officer at the time is what i wanted to do yeah. or or a firefighter and uh and I, uh, I goofed off a lot. I'll be honest. I goofed off. I, I skipped a lot of school. I, I went to Stephanie when I was dating Stephanie. I went to her classes whenever there was a uh, substitute teacher and yeah. the persona of other kids. Um, so uh, I did some some things that I guess you know some all, all of us have a tendency to do uh, yeah. rebellious things. Luckily, I I I was good enough with grades to mm -hmm. pass and not have any issues ever passing. Um, I was into um, not a bad kid. I was I loved reading. I was uh, yeah. big into reading. Um, never into music. I wanted to be in sports, but because of my religion, I could not get into sports. My parents would not allow it. Okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time just reading a lot of books, um, hanging out with uh, what they called the Greek corner. Uh, there was a group of Greeks that would you know go to football games and stuff and. Yeah. And and uh, and that's that was my uh, my school. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was Tarpon Springs High School. Uh, okay. The Spongers. Yeah. The Sponges. So, uh, yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that's perfect. Like, cool. I love it. I like, what that, now? So did you did you listen to a lot of music? Like what kind of music were you in, into back then? Yes, I I was into. 
uh, I was into Bon Jovi, uh, Def Leppard, uh, Iron Maiden, yeah. uh, a, a little bit of that, not too hardcore, you know, uh -huh. uh, just a lot, of, a lot of music like that. Um, and, uh, and eventually I got into a little bit of rap. I, I liked a yeah. little bit of rap when it was popular. I liked Eminem and, um, and that was, uh, that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Just some of nice. those wild hair groups and just all, yeah. all kinds, you know? Nice. Did yeah. you have a car in high school? I did. My uh, my car that I, I drove was a Dodge Ares. Um, my my dad gave it to me. It was a a Dodge. It was a light blue, very ugly car. But I appreciated my dad giving it to me. Yeah. It's A R I E S. It's, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Been extinct for ages, but uh, that was the car I drove. Um, funny story about that. I ended up selling that car for ten dollars. Uh, really. I sold that car for ten dollars. I was stopped by the police, um, and I came up with this lie that, oh, uh, you know, officer, don't give me a ticket. I, I'm, I, you know, I don't have my registration, and because I'm going to be selling this car. And then somehow he says, well, okay, here's a form. Just you know, make sure you this. You know, you. I, I don't even remember the exact language. Just said, just go to the court and make sure that this is the story and blah blah blah. So at the, at the point as a young kid, I'm like, man, I just like to this guy. Like, I got to get rid of this car now. <laughs> so uh, so the, the a lady that I was working with uh, needed a car for her son. Mm. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, here's a car. Uh, you can have it. Just pretty much here's the title. Take it. Uh, my wife had a car that her parents gave her anyway. Mm. So we kind of, I never liked that car anyway. So we just yeah. I got rid of it, but ten bucks—that's that's the profit ten I made bucks. for me. Yeah. She got a steal, yeah. bro. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it worked. And then, and then you kept your record clean with the police, so you're good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> nice man. All right. Yeah. Um, what hobbies do you have, like beyond fantasy football? Like, what other hobbies are you into? Like other things? Does yeah, I like. I, I enjoy motorcycles. I, I drive mm -hmm. motorcycles. I started, um, my, my older brother would always uh, get motorcycles. I was always interested in, in, in motorcycles by watching him. And mm -hmm. uh, my first bike was a, uh, a Daytona, uh, a Triumph Daytona 675, yeah. which was a sports bike. Not a great idea starting with a sports bike, but um, in my life, I, I don't normally go with the smart options. I, I usually... <laughs> You know, they're like, hey, don't start with a 675, start with a 250 or something, you know, yeah. just to get your, well, I started with a 675, um, yeah. almost got myself in trouble a few times, but um, yeah. but uh, I had that, then I uh, moved on, we uh, drove a Kawasaki, my brother had a Kawasaki he didn't like, mm -hmm. and that was, uh, it was an, uh, a Ninja, and uh, moved on to the Ducati that I recently had, which was not a bad bike, it was a, a monster Ducati, and and currently, I'm driving. In fact, uh, I'm in Orlando right now. I drove uh, the, my my uh, newest bike, which is the Yamaha uh, MT09. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to get the miles on it so I can do my first service on that. So uh, babying it a little bit, but it's it's a nice fast bike. It's like it's a good bike. Nice so, man. That's awesome. I enjoy so that. I yeah. So where you at in Orlando? I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Orlando right now. Uh, it's called the Drury Hotel. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, Stephanie booked it. She books everything. I don't even pay attention. Yeah. But it's a uh, it's a place. She's actually at the park. I um I told her I was just going to stay and read read a book and just relax. 
Yeah. Uh, but she's at Magic Kingdom right now, in fact. No um, kidding. Yeah, we just came uh, here uh, this morning, and we're going to stay the night and uh, go back so, home uh, tomorrow. So, so did she ride on the back of the motorcycle the whole way? <laughs> no, no, no. No, she does ride with me, but yeah. uh, she's not that brave, no. No, um, yeah, that would be, that'd yeah. be something. So how did she get there? <laughs> she took her car. Um, okay. Uh, she, she, yeah, she took her car. She drives uh, uh, Mini Cooper. She, we're big, big fans of Mini Cooper. So. Yeah, that's great. So, um, and, uh, yes, she's, uh, she's doing her thing over there in magic kingdom, sends me pictures every once in a while and we're just going to break off, have a, a bite to eat and just, uh, hang out, just do our thing, you know? Very cool. Very cool. After 29 years, you, you know, we we need that space sometimes to just, you know, absolutely. And I, like, that's, that's like wonderful to like, just understand that that can be healthy too. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that, that's yeah. it's a, it's beautiful to be comfortable enough to know that, you know, and be cool exactly. with that. So, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah. you are obviously a um a, a key player in the annual Roster Wars Awards show. How mm-hmm. tell me how that originated and then uh what goes into choosing the awards and putting that whole stellar production together. Yeah, you know, it was uh, as as most things. Andy uh, wanted to uh, make sure we recognize a lot of the posts and a lot of the yeah. uh, the people that uh, make every season special. And yeah. uh, he, we have a forum that um, we uh, make sure to remind ourselves, put some of the whatever it is, whether it's uh, comments or or posts or threads, and just kind of notate a few things here and there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been great. Um, Ross does a fantastic job right now. Um, and we have, uh, obviously, Tyler, uh, who's been phenomenal as well. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not just us, though, because there's a lot of people, like uh, sometimes Andy and, and Nick will also say, hey, remember this post or whatnot. Yeah. And we have a thread that, that a lot of... Uh, Roster Wars uh, members will just also, you know, post uh, a few recommendations, which is great. But it's mm-hmm. something we really, really enjoy. Um, it's a lot of fun. Ross does the uh, all the videography and everything, and putting it together and slicing mm-hmm. it up. Um, and we uh, divvy it up, and it's it's fun. It's easy to do because there's so much content and so many people that are so willing to make the year special. So it's like. Yeah. It's almost like at, uh, at a point where, like, man, this is so great, but this one's great too, and it's like yeah. you have so much, so many options. You know what I mean? Right, so right. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. We enjoy it. Very cool. The other, the other yeah. big uh, thing that has to be mentioned is you are like you have this role now of like you're like a, a fucking benefactor wearing a top hat and a monocle doing the the Secret Santa Bowl. Um, which is awesome, man. For those who don't know the history there, tell us uh, how that originated and what goes into your thought process in choosing those incredibly generous prizes that you've, uh, that you've awarded there. Sure. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Well, actually it's funny because uh, my team has never been a uh, playoff team for the most part, my team's. So I was like, man, you know, it, it kind of sucks being that seventh place team or the eighth place team or whatever. So I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't mind having something for that that team mm-hmm. that got left out, you know. Yeah. So it's a seventh place prize pretty much. Um, 
I think the top six teams, if I'm not mistaken, they get something out of mm. it. And then the seventh place team is what, what has the secret Santa um, uh, bowl. And, um, and initially I, it was, it wasn't major prizes, but uh, uh, last year was uh, a laptop. This year is going to be a laptop again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it's just fun for me, me and me and my wife, uh, I, I know I mentioned briefly that we uh, were in a cult. Uh, the religion we were in were Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, I, don't, mm-hmm. I know we don't want to get into uh, mm-hmm. too much of uh, religious politics and stuff like that. But right. the reason I mention it is we uh, we missed out on a lot of holidays and gift giving and, right. and gifts. So we're, we're big into just if we can give a gift yeah. and we can enjoy giving something, we're just like huge. And in fact, she's out there buying something for a friend today. Uh, she's like, we're very excited about it. So. So we um, we uh, we've been just you know making it trying to make it special as much as we can. Yeah. We're able to do it right now. Um, soon I'll be retiring, so it's, unfortunately it's not always going to be as as nice yeah, right. as it is. Uh, this, uh, this few years, like right now, we're talking about like, hey, you know, we gotta watch this, we gotta watch that. So it's, right. um, we'll still make it special, but not as yeah. as uh, yeah as special. But uh, but that yeah, that's that's it. We just love we love giving. You know, we just wanna wanna give. That's awesome. I love it. That's that's beautiful. Thanks, brother. Um, very cool. Um, what is something on your bucket list? Uh, you, you're talking about uh, possible retirement here, Donald. What's something on your yes. bucket list you want to get to? Yes, uh, Shaq, I, uh, I've been hearing uh, s- some of the stories. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, I, yeah. I think I – okay. I've been hearing some of the stories uh, from uh, – previous interviews that you've done which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of awesome mm-hmm. and all the many cool things like uh, uh being uh chased by bulls and everything mm-hmm. else and and uh brad you know the, the crazy things that he does with sharks and just all this all the cool stuff and um i told stephanie what we've decided to do is we want to uh kind of rent in a sense we sold our uh, condo Mm-hmm. We want to rent because we want to be able to travel, um, be able to visit some places uh, in the United States mostly. Yeah. And um, I want to really not live, but I really want to go to Alaska, for instance. Yeah, that's one of the things I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to is uh, is to go and visit Alaska. Uh, Stephanie wants to go, maybe move to Tennessee for a few years. Um, yeah. We're talking about moving to Orlando. Uh, in the near future as well yeah. so uh that's that's one of our uh, big bucket list things is just yeah. checking out the united states and just enjoying it you know what i mean yeah there's so many places to like see i mean i, I there's a lot of places overseas i'd love to get to with some but i'd also love to check out so many different places just in the united states too like that's that that would be kind Absolutely. of awesome too so yeah so i i, I love that man that's great yeah. dig that yeah um what is your speaking of travel what is your favorite place that you have traveled to favorite place um it's tough not to pick greece because it was just so beautiful and the history mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. um so i would have to say my my life in greece was uh was wonderful uh one place that really i also enjoyed um uh is uh and it's close it's not it's not very far but saint augustine okay uh, saint augustine here in florida I, I love um, I love that old architecture. I, I love buildings uh, that are just the Spanish architecture, for instance, of St. Augustine is just so yeah. amazing and just seeing everything. And some of the haunted places, 
Uh, that was a favorite of mine. Uh, I had a chance. The uh, National Fire Academy also is in Maryland. Mm -hmm. I was able to go there and see um, uh, Gettysburg over and go, go to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania and see Gettysburg and some mm -hmm. of the haunted, awesome historical places over there. So there's so many. It's, it's, like yeah. you said, there's so many beautiful places, especially in the United States, right. uh, that are just so cool. And, and I want to take Stephanie to some of these places. Yeah. Um, it's funny too. Um, I know I, everybody thinks of me as being Greek, but I recently did 23andMe and uh, I'm actually Italian more than Greek. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I'm only 12.9% Greek and no kidding. almost 40% Italian. And I don't know how to speak Italian. I've yeah. never been to Italy. So maybe one day I can take Stephanie to Italy. That would be a cool, cool yeah. place to, uh, to go. So. That'd be awesome. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, though. It's funny how, like, you just find out <clears throat> weird things about your background. You don't even expect yeah. on those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Do you have a uh, what? What would come to mind if I asked you, like, what's a fun fact about you? Do you have any like fun fact that comes to fun mind? Fun fact. Um, <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, I'm actually. Uh, well, oh, you know what? Here's a fun fact. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you might know this. Uh, a poetry. I. I I'm love poetry i yeah. yeah i'm a huge a lot of people don't know that i've i've posted some poems in uh, yeah. last words uh, yeah uh but that's something that i've uh, been i i when i was a young kid i had a i my mom gave me a book um that was when i was like 10 and mm -hmm. i was reading it's in greek obviously but but i was writing poems when i was a young kid so i guess i've always been interested in they were terrible by the way yeah. but uh but the thing is, I, I was writing poems, and and I, something that stuck with me was uh, almost like a therapy for me. Yeah. Uh, without therapy, when I was uh, in the fire service, and and uh, some of them are very good, positive, fun poems, and just you know, and some of them are a little bit more meaningful. But yeah. that's that's a fun fact. Yeah. That's, that's my, awesome. I, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, go ahead. No, it's I'm not a musical person. I'm not a yeah. artistic person. But that's yeah. the only artistic quality. So. That's awesome. I vibe with you on that because uh, when I started teaching, I was an English teacher for the first five years of my career. And my big thing was poetry. It was all, always my favorite unit to teach was on that. And even when it wasn't like a poetry unit, I would always try to work in different poems to different things we were teaching and everything else. That's and awesome. so yeah. my big thing that we did was we started a poetry slam at our high school. And so oh, that's like... Oh. Yeah, like the performance poetry stuff, right? And so me and my buddy Sully, we were both teaching English at the time. And so we we started these in-class slams that we would do. Wow, so that's like awesome. All the kids had to like write their own poetry and like get up and perform it in front of the whole class, right? And, and then we would do ours as well. Man. And so by the time... <laughs> we got to that they had done a bunch of their own poetry so they had things to choose from and mm -hmm. they started developing their skills so we had wow. that the nice thing about it is the winners of the slam the in-class slams qualified for the grand slam right which was like this event we were going to do f for like an, an actual audience like like at night like this this big wow. grand slam and so the first time we were doing it, our principal literally was like, you think that people are going to come show up and watch kids read poetry? And we were like, <laughs> I don't know. We, maybe we're crazy, but we think people will. And we think it'll be cool. Yeah. 
And even our own department head was like, really? Uh, all right. Good luck, guys. And like, he didn't even show up for it. <laughs> he didn't even show up for the first one. Uh, anyway, it was a smash success, man. We had like a really awesome. cool turnout. And then, um, and the first year we did it in the lot in the school library, and there was there was a ton of people there. So we had to move it over to like a um like a the elementary school wow. next door. We didn't have our own auditorium, but the elementary school had kind of a smaller auditorium. So we were able mm -hmm. to pack that place for like the next two years. That's awesome. Yeah, it was wow. really cool, man. And uh, and we had yeah. a great uh, great time with it. Now when I went up to uh to the to the video and TV production role. I didn't have the in-class slams anymore. So, that, mm -hmm. so I was kind of hoping somebody on the English department would take it on, but nobody ever did. So so the, the event kind of died off, yeah. but it was a shame, man. But I, I love poetry, man. I absolutely love poetry. Do you have like a favorite poet that, that you enjoy? You know, I that's the funny thing is uh, I, I, I love poets. And Chris actually gave me a, a present uh, one time, which was a cool book uh, from uh, an older poet that was uh, during the war that was really neat. Uh, that, uh, but I, I, I can't say I, I don't study poetry. I yeah. should because I would be better at it. Um, I, you know, I've I've read some of the old poets, for instance. Yeah. And uh, but no, I don't. I don't really have a famous poet. And I, and the books I read are not poetry based books. Mm -hmm. Right. I just uh, it vibes with me just to get my my, yeah, my yeah, expressions yeah. and feelings. But like I, I'll give you an example. This uh, AI. Uh, recently I, I wrote a poem and I'm like, you know what, let me see how I can make this better. And I, I posted the poem on the AI. I'm like, Hey, how does this sound? And it destroyed me. It was like, you know, well, you use this word too many times. Uh, you know, you're supposed to have, uh, you know, five uh, sentences or, you know, uh, and five here and this and that. It just like completely annihilated what I was doing. And it, to me, I sounded pretty, it sounded like a good poem, yeah. but it's, uh, so it's not like I, I don't have a a proper way of, or, of, or, you know, if you probably saw it, you'd be like, ah, hey, you know what, this, it's just, it's just me getting my expressions out, but I don't, I don't haven't studied it in a sense. But that's the beauty of it too. Like it's the self-expression element. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no AI that can understand that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, what yeah. a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love it though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, a love for some literary things, let's do our top five draft because we're about 50 something minutes into this. So let's do this, bro. We're going to do top five books you've ever read. So you got a literary brain. I, I got one that loves that as well. So let's do the top five books you've ever read. You have the number one overall draft pick, bro. What do you got? Okay. So, uh, so many books, it's tough, uh, but I will, I'm going to bring out a book that recently came out that is completely amazing mm -hmm. and highly, I highly recommend it to anybody. Mm -hmm. I love sci-fi. The, okay. the book that I, I, I completely loved and is so, uh, so unique is, is called Pro uh, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Uh, it was, uh, it, it's, it's a book that I, I don't want to say too much, but it's, it's, just so different. It's a, a book that could happen, but it's just done so amazing. This Andy Weir, I haven't read any of his other books, but man, yeah. Project Hail Mary would be my first pick. I love that. Awesome, man. Awesome. It gives me something to check out. I dig it. Um, cool. All right. My number one overall draft pick is Rule of the Bone by Russell Banks. 
Absolutely love this book. It uh, it is almost literary, literally a combination of uh, Huck Finn and Catcher in the Rye in Plattsburgh, New York, in like the 1990s. Right, like it's it's such it's it, when I say almost literally that it truly is like there's there's a a, a Rastafarian Jamaican migrant worker who is pretty much Jim from Huck Finn. Do you know what I mean? And so, and, but, but part of the whole journey that the main, the main character goes on is very much like a Holden Caulfield and Catcher in the Rye. So it just takes two books that I absolutely loved and adored, yeah. some real classics, and puts kind of a modern spin on it, or at least a 1990s spin on it. And it's just a really fun, cool story that I, that I absolutely adore. And I love the connection to those two other books. So, yeah, it's a really awesome. cool one. It's a great, great coming of age story. Love it. That's awesome. Great choice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I have to. Yeah, I have not. I uh, have not read it, but I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. It's a good one. What do you got? Number two. Number two is an old, older book um, that I read when I was in school. That I yeah. uh, it stuck with me, and I, I I thought it was awesome. It was a book by John uh, Knowles uh, called "The Separate Piece." Uh, yeah. it's, it's something that I'm sure a lot of us have read as kids. Yeah. I thought it was kind of neat because it did such a good job of of showing uh, that relationship between two friends so richly and as they are growing up and how how much it changed. I, I it just stuck with me and the the dynamic of how it can be affected by so many different things in life. And I, I thought it was a great book. That's piece. awesome. It's one of those books like I feel like I should have gotten to by now and I haven't because I know it's like a really, really good, good, like classics, like excellent book. So it was. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Dig it. My second book is going to be a bit of a different pick. It's called Inside Out Coaching by Joe Ehrman. Uh, Ehrman, Ehrman, I forget exactly how to say it. Uh but uh, he was a former uh, defensive tackle for Syracuse and the Baltimore Colts and the Detroit Lions. And he was in the USFL for three years and uh, big old guy. But he uh, does a lot of work with like coaching high school athletes and young men and like really has a focus on um, how the, the, you know, the problem with a lot of like youth coaching and high school coaching and things like that being very transactional, right. Mm. About like about wins and losses and things like that. And like, he kind of brings this whole different vibe to it about like, it has to be transformational how you teach young people. Do you know what I mean? So this is not necessarily yeah. a book. Like it's not a story. I do like a lot of nonfiction stuff too, but this is much more of like a, a philosophical book when it comes to coaching and how, how to, how to deal with, uh, with 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 young people and student athletes and and the wow. idea of how important it is to have uh, transformational coaching. Like if all if all we're doing as coaches is teaching X's and O's, what the fuck is the point in mm -hmm. that? You know what I mean? Like uh, exactly, that's nothing. That, that that doesn't apply anything anywhere, right? Like football is such yeah. a short game, right? There's no there's no like. There's no there, there's no adult men's football leagues. That's not a thing, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. got to take something out of the game that's very much more than the game, and that has to be like the character elements that you can learn from the game. So yeah, so I, I love that. It's a real like influential book on me when I was coaching. So that's like awesome. That. That's yeah, awesome. it's very good. 
Very good. Yeah. What do you got, number that's three? That's a good point. Yeah, that's such a good point. And, and going along with uh, with that, because that's, it, it, it delves into the human element and how uh, it's not everything's not superficial. It's not about wins and losses, like you were saying. Yeah. What, uh, number three for me, and something that is not an exciting book, but it's something that I think we can all read and appreciate no. because it shows the courage and strength of an, an incredible woman. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, uh, Edith Eva Eggers. I don't know if you've uh, heard of her of uh, of her before. It's Egger. It's her last name E G E R. She has two books: um, the choice and the gift. Um, right. And uh, the choice uh, is, I believe, was the first book. And it this woman was in concentration camps. Um, she was her whole family. Her whole family suffered, died. You know, there was so many terrible terrible things that this woman went through that is incredible that she survived yeah. i mean the stories that she uh explains what she went through what she saw her family go through and and then the second book which is the gift delves into she ended up becoming a uh, psychologist yeah. but it, it it goes into the human story of how we can take something and be like angry about it or we can kind of say you know what life doesn't end because i'm this happened to me and i'm going to change my life and this is what this woman did and use her older years to be able to help other people with other things they're going through um what an incredible woman and i i, I was uh, I'm, I'm counting it as one pick even though it's two books yeah but uh yeah edith of egger um was uh, the choice and the gift was was very very uh phenomenal books that's awesome yeah. it sounds a lot like uh like that the, the the concept the way you're describing like the the gift is such a powerful thing too you know what i mean like the way that you can take something bad that happened to you and like mm -hmm. some people when tragedy happens to some people like they'll they'll let it break them you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll let it define yeah. them in a way that 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 it it doesn't need to, and it's not yeah. easy to to do it. But like like you can you can have like all these emotions about these terrible things that happen to you, and like those those are valid emotions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like terrible things happen in our yeah. life. Like the, the the emotions that accompany them are valid, and it's it's important to like validate and recognize them. But yeah. yeah, what do you do with them, and where do you put them? Like if you if you put anger in front of you if you let that be in front of you man that's a barrier for you moving forward if you put anger behind you and let it fuel exactly. you to move forward like now you can like go on a mission and like and 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 move forward in a in a whole different way in a whole more inspired way so i don't know that's just kind of how i, I think, think yeah exactly and, and part part of one uh, the book similar to what you're saying is there was a part where they were just hanging on barely hanging on mount Duras. And uh, and there was that hope that they were going to be the, the Americans were going to be showing up and, and rescuing them by a certain date, Christmas. Yeah. And uh, one of the, the girls lost faith and just couldn't go anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was it just shows exactly what you're saying, that it's just so difficult sometimes to just pull that deep inside of us and be like, you know what? I just got to hold on. I got to hold on a little yeah. bit more. You know, and and it's it's a powerful book, very powerful book. I highly recommend. That's incredible, man. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I'll, I'll have to look into those, man. Those are incredible. Yeah. Um. I I have not 
read uh, those, although we did a, we taught many times over did night by uh, Ellie Wiesel. Um, taught that in school a lot, a very powerful Holocaust book, man. So that was pretty incredible stuff. Um, all right, my next pick, and this is me as a former English teacher, me saying that um, I'm going to go ahead and count a play as a book because we used to kind of do a unit uh -huh. on yeah. different plays, selected plays. I'm going to go with my favorite play to teach, which was Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare. Oh. I absolutely awesome. love it, man. It was it was my favorite Shakespeare play to teach. We did a bunch of them. We did, you know, Macbeth and Hamlet, uh, Othello, and some others. But Romeo and Juliet is just my absolute favorite. I just love just all the little nooks and crannies in there and mm -hmm. so many different lines and the different characters yeah. and the way it all plays out. And then a lot of people hated that uh, the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. That came out, and yeah. I forget exactly yeah. when it came out, but I love that movie. I love that yeah. modern spin on the movie and the and the fun way that they were able, that uh, Baz Luhrmann was able to take that play from that long ago and make that a very modern contemporary piece that really kind of energized students too when they saw it that yeah. way, and just and it was just a lot of fun. I just have a lot of love for that play. It's a great one. That's great, Jack. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I actually, I almost had that in as my favorite books, but it wasn't a book. I remember in school, we saw it on, on the television. They brought a television in there, and we saw yeah. it, Romeo and Julie. Love the, the, the music of it and the story. Yeah. Like you said, it was so amazing. So, yeah, yeah that's it's, really, it's, it's beautiful. So, really cool. Great choice. Dig it, man. All right, awesome. What do you got, number four? Okay, this is uh, something that uh, I... It resonated with me a lot that I really enjoyed. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big Stephen King fan. I, I love all Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, recently, I just read uh, Fairy Tale, but I, that wasn't the one that I, uh, I wanted to mention. Cool. The uh, the one that I really liked was uh, it was made by a, into an HBO. I believe now it's an Apple show uh, series, but it was called Lizzie's Story. Uh, it's uh, by Stephen King. It's L I S. E-Y-S, Lizzie's story. Uh, it's pretty much, it's a, a place that this man created in his mind that actually became a physical place. Uh, and he was a famous writer that ended up, I don't want to say too much, but but pretty much it, it was a, uh, he created this beautiful, well, not beautiful, but he created this world. Mm. And his wife ended up being able to go into this place. Uh, there was a way that they made it into this subconscious or this this place, this physical yeah. place. But uh, I thought it was just an amazing book. I, it, it showed uh, the way he was brought up and the trauma that it caused him by being brought up by his dad, him and his brother, and just went into his life. And then this magical, weird place that they went into yeah. to kind of escape, I guess. But uh, Stephen King's, I, I've been fascinated by Stephen King. I, I love yeah. Stephen King. Um, and especially lately, his, his books uh, have changed a little bit, but yeah. I just can't get enough of his books. So. Yeah. That dude has an imagination that is yeah. bananas. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. bananas. It's incredible, man. Yeah. I, see, I feel like I've seen that uh, uh, advertised. You said it's on Apple, Apple TV? Yes, it's on Apple. Uh, the book, obviously, is so much 
better, but right, but, always, the, yeah. uh, but the but uh, sh- the the series it was fa- fantastic as well. It was really really good. And Sony Apple, yeah, it's an right. Apple original, I believe. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I have to uh, look into both of those. That's awesome. Uh, for my number four pick uh, on my end of things, I'm gonna go with The Stranger by Albert Camus. Um, that's the first book that got me excited about learning. Like that, you know, because I had a, you know, I think I mentioned it a little bit on one of these, uh, one of these, like I had a very challenging road through high school and everything. And like, uh, you know, I, I stayed back my senior year and was homeless for a while, living out of a car and everything else. And so, so my fifth year I went back and my English teacher, Mrs. Fader, I had had a sophomore year and didn't really have much of a, a, a noteworthy experience in there, mainly got C's and shit. And then I went back my fifth year and I had Mrs. Fader. And the first book we did was The Stranger by Camus. And it was all like about like existentialism and whatnot. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, I didn't get that <laughs> or anything. But we started reading and I'm like, who is this fucking dude? Like this this main character, like what's his deal, man? He's so weird. And I just wanted to find out more about him. And then like the whole story about like he's getting like convicted for like, you know, but basically like he's getting convicted of something like essentially because he didn't cry at his mother's funeral. Like that's like 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 the craziness of the world that we live in and everything. And then like mm-hmm. this whole thing about like the, you know, the myth, you know, the myth of Sisyphus and rolling the big boulder up the hill. And then it just rolls back. down. Yeah. Just all this shit, man. Yeah. It's just like all this. All, all that existentialism started like. I started like processing it. Finally, I got excited about learning for the first time when I read that book, and so that's a very important book to my heart. So yeah, it had to be on my list. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, what an amazing story, and you, you you should be proud of yourself. That's incredible. The thanks, your journey, bro. and I remember you mentioning that. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, really thanks, cool. bro. Appreciate it, man. Uh, what do you got? Final pick. Well, the final pick is completely different than your story of something that is meaningful and has yeah. transformed you and is uh but it's something that it goes with my silly personality and i really yeah. enjoyed yeah. um it's a book by uh, dennis e taylor and it's actually it's a series of books it's uh the bobby verse okay it's a uh, uh, bobby verse b-o-b-i-v-e-r-s-e um the first the first one the first uh, book in the in the series is we are legion we are bob that's the first one yeah no this books were so much fun and i highly recommend it to anybody that wants to enjoy a, a good writing but also just fun uh it has to do with uh with the future and uh somebody that pretty much becomes their their brain is when he when they pass away he becomes a computer or ai or whatever yeah and they and they send him up in space uh, it's um, it's it's such a cool, f- interesting book that actually could happen. That's the that's the cool thing about it is yeah. we could actually see ourselves, you know, or somebody brilliant or whatnot being put into a computer or a spaceship that needs to travel somewhere where humans cannot go because of our body constraints, yeah. and instead we use that intelligence or that 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 brain, and that's what what this is is. Uh, it ends up being where he uh, there's multiple versions of Bob's being created. I don't want to say too much, but yeah. it's a fantastic 
fantastic book that is so much fun. And, and it's like been, a, I believe, four actual books that have come out of it. And I, I enjoyed every one of them. Awesome. That sounds very unique and cool and like timely in its way. And yeah, it's, it's great, man. Dig it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my last one, I, I will say that, uh, that I have, as I said, I do enjoy a lot of nonfiction too. So I, I chose a nonfiction one for my last one. I had several that I, like I was thinking about To Kill a Mockingbird by Hopley. I love that book as yeah. well. I love The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. That's another play, though. So I decided just to stick with one play. I'm going to go with The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero, which is it, which is a movie about the word. It was also they made a movie of it, um, of the book. The book is about a different movie. The book is about the making of the room. Have you ever have you ever seen or heard the room? Or heard of the room? No, no. Some people like like uh, Ross the other day put a put a gif on the message board from it. Like definitely like it's the kind of thing like you've probably like seen it before and just haven't maybe picked up what it was. But but the room is widely considered to be the worst movie ever made. Like it's it's really? legit, yeah, it's legit, like. <laughs> so bad in a way like like there are movies like Sharknado that knows it's bad and you know like street trash we talked about with Colin like that movie yeah. knew, it knew it was it knew it was, <laughs> it was not a good movie but the guy who made the room thought he was making the best movie of all time and so really? okay yeah and uh and he was the most like whacked out dude you ever met and so this guy who kind of became his like weird friend by default uh, wrote this book about the whole journey. And so um, the room is this crazy, terrible movie. I actually have it on Blu-ray. I hunted it down okay. on Blu-ray, which, which was something in and of itself. Um, Cause like you can't like, I don't know why, but you can't really stream it anyway. But if you look it up on YouTube, like it's the uh, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, like that kind of that movie is one of the famous lines from it. But the story of it is so crazy. And then they, the, the, they made a book about this movie, which is wow. a book about another movie. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, yeah can, can I have, I have a dozen red roses, roses please? Oh, hi, oh, hi Johnny. Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Who's that guy? Here you go. That's me. How, How much is it? It'll be $18. Keep the change. Hi, Doggy. You're my favorite customer. So it's it's pretty nuts. Oh my God, but, uh, okay. Yeah, the disaster artist is another movie. I don't know if you ever seen that or heard of that, but that's a they, no, that, that's no. based on the book. And I thought the book was a scream. It was like fascinating mm -hmm. and a car, you know, like just <laughs> one of those car accident kind of stories. Yeah, but yeah. it was absolutely hilarious too. Like it was, I absolutely love that book. It was great. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, man. So, I gotta try. I gotta check this books out. That's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. some good stuff, bro. So dig it um so hopefully we got some good book recommendations for people out there looking for some little summer reads on the beach things like that hopefully we gave them some good ones brother i think yeah. we did i think we yeah. did good i think we did but too thanks, man i think so uh, yeah thanks for uh doing this uh all the series it's fantastic finding out so much about different people like i enjoyed uh colin last uh last the one he did was incredible and nice, some man. of the movies that he picked were yeah. very much incredible and that didn't be same incredible sense in a crazy wow incredible. yeah wild stuff <laughs> for sure oh, this has been a great journey I've, I've had an absolute blast and uh and i was looking forward to yours because you're 
such a unique character and uh you certainly delivered bro so thank you so much thank you all right stop all right be well man we'll get this out uh we'll get this out as soon as i can get it edited together and uh we'll keep rolling okay sounds good all right thanks man good one. <laughs> yeah thanks